King today, Paul, if you got your book, page 67. The bottom paragraph where it says, notice that the word fear, okay? So if you got your book, just feel free to follow along and I'll read it and I'll read it out loud. Notice that the word fear is bracketed alongside the difficulties with Mr. Brown, Mrs. Jones, the employer and the wife. The short word somehow touches about every aspect of our lives. It's an evil and corroding thread. The fabric of our existence was shot through with it. It set in motion trains of circumstances which brought us misfortune we felt we didn't deserve. But did we not set the ball rolling? Sometimes we think fear ought to be classed with, with stealing. It seems to cause more trouble. We reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper, even though we had no resentment in connection with them. We asked ourselves why we had them. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? Self-reliance was good as far as it went, but it didn't go far enough. Some of us once had great self-confidence, but it didn't fully solve the fear problem or any other. When it made us cocky, it was worse. Perhaps there's a better way. We think so. For we're now on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. We're in the world to play the role he assigns. Just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us and humbly rely on him, does he enable us to match calamity with serenity? We never apologize to anyone for depending upon our creator. We can laugh at those who think spirituality is a way of weakness. Paradoxically, is the way of strength. The verdict of the ages is that faith means courage. All men of faith have courage. They trust their God. We never apologize for God. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. And at once, we commence to outgrow fear. I'll stop there, Paul. Is that enough? Yes, thank you. Well, welcome, everyone, Paul. Nice to see you. Uh, obviously, this is the second manifestation of self that we look at in the inventory, which is fear. And really... Uh, with that basis of fear, it's mostly mental anxiety that's causing a lot of disruption because the fear of being destitute is used to imply you could be destitute tomorrow and therefore it triggers a fear. That's done by mental anxiety and faith in the mental anxiety. So when we have faith in that which is playing God, uh, we have huge effects, and that's the irritability, restlessness, and discontentment, because uh, the fear of destitution is gone over and over and over again, and that's actually mental anxiety. So it would be nice to be clear about what's what, because fear is a valid emotion. It arises when there's an, a threat. Uh, the mental anxiety plays on the underlying uh, anxiety about not getting what we need and losing what we want, all that stuff. It plays like it, like on a guitar, it plays it. And what causes us to be at its effect is the faith in it. So there's faith in this older basis where it says we are on a new basis. 
trusting the infinite. What was the old basis? Trusting the finite self, obviously. So there's been faith in the finite self that has allowed it to play God with us. So it talks to us as us, and a lot of times it talks to us as God. Yeah, and we listen to it, and we follow, and decisions are made based on it, and it sets off all these other trains of circumstances that bring us misfortune we feel we don't deserve. And on and on it goes. So I don't have a take on the 12 steps. I think the 12 steps are super clear. I have a take on the exact nature of the wrong. That's what interests me. Because if we're in the act of being identified with what has defeated us, it could go to such a length that we'll try to be free as that which has defeated us. We may be in the act right now of attempting to get out of self as self. And uh, if that's the case, it's great to tell the truth about it because there's there'll be a recognition. And at, in that recognition of the problem, there's a built-in solution, which is I'm not that. <laughs> <laughs> I am not that which has defeated me. And what possibility did that, does that bring about? Well, I could be free from it. If I'm not that which has defeated me, I can be free from it. And then you'll obviously, you're going to see the story of your life has been trying to be free as it quite a lot. Yeah. So we've been trying to be free as the problem. <laughs> uh Obviously, it hasn't worked out that well. So this is just a simple correction. It's not like, you know, moving a plate tectonic. It's not a giant uh, odyssey. It's just a recognition and getting into the habit of not calling yourself self. <laughs> yeah, seeing it as something other than you. Yeah. And uh, the truth I found is that it's true. And so it builds in, in strength and power without much effort or thought because it's actually true. You're not that which has defeated you. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> how does it defeat us? Come on, you know how it defeats us. We're identified as it. <laughs> yeah. How do How can I tell if I'm identified as it? Well, when it has a thought and you call it yours, you're in the act of being identified as it. Yeah, there you go. Surrender. Say, hey, I can't help myself. Great, something can. I can't get myself out of this situation. Fantastic, something can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that thing, the paradox, the weakness is actually the path of strength. Exactly. Admitting that you're powerless uh, cause you, cause, causes you not to experience powerlessness, yeah? Powerlessness is experienced when you exert power you don't have. That's when it's powerlessness experience. Powerless, powerless admitted doesn't produce an experience of frustration and disappointment and wanting to control more. It brings a great relief because now you realize I'm in a condition that something is doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm in a new basis, which is trusting the infinite rather than finite self. Well, what does it look like to trust finite self? Having a deep belief in the thoughts that you're listening to. 
truly, yeah. When they're trying, when they're describing you and how you were, how you're gonna be, how they were, how they're gonna be, how it is, how it was, how it's gonna be, that's the act of playing God. Yeah. Do you have to quit it? Yeah. It's like quitting smoking. Yeah. You don't try to quit it as the cigarette. You quit it as the one who smokes the cigarette. <laughs> yeah. So you don't try to quit it as self. You you quit you quit self. Yeah. Yeah. So you lose interest in self, and then you lose interest in that which is playing God. And then something else can become very influential. I would rather not describe it. I would like to see you find it out. It's great. Yeah. It's, a, it's great to be under a working system instead of trying to rationale and excuse and understand an unworking system, which is self-reliance, obviously. So it says it right there. Why are we in so much fear? I would say, how, why are we in so much anxiety? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? Yes. It's the reliance on self that's causing the anxiety. <laughs> so obviously, it's failed us. <laughs> self is the cause of the anxiety. How is self going to be the uh, the be the top? You know, the tonic for that cause. So yeah. Everything I read, it always brings me back to the recognition that what has defeated us isn't us. Yeah. Every sentence in the book always has that in it for me now. So it is a, where is it all? I don't know what page we were on. Oh, here. Yeah. So perhaps there is a better way, but we are now on a different basis. So he, it's saying we're already on that basis. Maybe it's good if you recognize that. Instead of trying to recognize it from the previous basis, maybe you've already been placed in that basis. That place, yes? Maybe right now, because you're sober, you're the effect of an act of having faith in sobriety, yeah? Or in the infinite rather than finite self. So instead of believing that you have, you're going to arrive there someday, it's saying you're already in it. Perhaps there is a better way, we think so, for we are now on a different basis. Yeah, why don't we just apply that at this moment, yeah? What is that basis? Oh, oh, please break the news to us. What is it? The basis of trusting and relying upon God. Let's forget the word God, just the basis of trusting and relying on something that's reliable and trusting. <laughs> yeah, let's say that. We trust infinite God rather than our finite self. So obviously, the old basis was trusting finite self. Yeah, obviously. That's the that's the diagnosis. There's been an, an, an inordinate amount of faith in self, and faith is a failed system. It's unreliable. So it's pro producing the exact effects you would imagine if you had faith in something that's unreliable. Yeah. Yet because we're seemingly identified as it, we try to rationalize it, fucking, you know, make up excuses, have that idea of insanity. I'm going to keep doing the same thing and expect different results. All this shit comes from that lack of understanding. Yeah. We're still, 
where we're thinking we're now on the new basis of trusting the infinite, we're still on the old basis of trusting self concerning trusting the infinite. Yeah. So it's, it's good to tell the truth and see what happens because if you, if you tell what you feel is the truth and relief follows, you're on to something, yes? Relief is a very good indication that you're being relieved of something. <laughs> this fucking bondage of self. So relief is a good key when you... <laughs> if the breadcrumb is relief, follow the trail, yes? <laughs> <laughs> so remember that first thing it says in uh before we get into the principle of relying on something greater than ourselves it says first you have to quit playing god why because if you don't see that you're going to play god with the third step yeah the head is going to play God with the third step. And the third step is probably going to look like a transactional deal. You're going to surrender as long as it's going well for you. <laughs> and then if something important comes up, like meeting a woman or something, I'm going to take that topic back. And then when it fails, I'll just rush to the surrender posture again. And this is not what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> so... There can be a lot of playing God with uh, turning over one's life to playing God, you know, to God. Yeah. And if it's a transactional deal, uh, self has been one of the mediators of the deal. Yeah. One of the negotiators on your side has been self. <laughs> if it becomes a transactional thing, if I do this, I expect that. That ain't it. Yeah. So why did they give that warning? First, First, because they knew that something's going to play God concerning the third step. Yeah. And hopefully you can see it is not you so that it weakens its influence because its influence in all the decisions is based on that it's you. If that's removed, you'll see the insanity of how it thinks. You will. You'll see the insanity of that stubbornness of no matter how much evidence I get that I'm not managerial quality, if I could only manage better, it's going to work out. You'll see the, you'll really see the insanity of it all. Yeah. While you're in under its influence, it makes fucking sense. It does. You know what I mean? It makes some weird sense, but from outside it's insane. It's a completely insane system. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fear inventory. When you do the fear inventory, it wasn't like the resentment inventory because a lot of times if you did the basic four-column inventory, you didn't have any reason why you were in the fear, did you? You were just afraid, and then the second thing of what's causing it, you, it was blank because there was only, the head was the only thing causing it, Yeah. <laughs> if you looked at your bank account, you had a little money. If you looked at refrigerator, you had food. If you looked in your closet, you have clothes. If you looked in your room, there was a bed. Yeah. So basically a lot was taken care of, but you weren't acting like that. <laughs> you weren't acting like it at all. There was absolutely no gratitude. 
You were thinking someone came in and stole something from you. <laughs> it's very, very important to see this movement of playing God because it's going to attempt to play God with every step that we do in the program. It is. I mean, it's like the old story with the lady helping the snake, and then she was surprised when the snake bit her after a few days. But it 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 explained itself very clearly. I'm a snake. Yeah. So that which is playing God likes playing God. It doesn't want to stop playing God. Whatever topic is brought up, God, it will play God with. Yes. So... <laughs> It says, first, you got to quit playing God. Well, how can you quit playing God if you're not playing God? You lose interest in it, yeah? Yeah. The cigarette doesn't quit smoking. You do. Yeah. That which is playing God doesn't stop playing God. You do. Yeah. By seeing you're not that which is playing God, you lose interest in that which is playing God. And that playing God without interest looks pretty bogus. It's just like a bad advertisement for a product that you know sucks already. So no matter how many ways they change the packaging or this, you know it sucks. You're not going to buy it again. Yeah. So, so the third, it's funny, it goes... I'm afraid of, and then there's blank too. And then you see where the fear or the anxiety comes from, which is the third column, which is your instinctual drives, yeah? And self is managing it, and self's afraid because it knows it's not managerial quality, that shit ain't gonna work out. So it has a lot of anxiety about your instinctual drives, because it's professed that it's going to deliver the goods and it can't deliver the goods. And it's basically trying to song and dance us all the fucking time, blaming on others for things not working out and everything. But really, it's afraid of being caught. Yeah. The emperor with no clothes is afraid of getting caught with no clothes. So it goes on and on and on. And then the anxiety comes from the managing of the third step. You're afraid you're going to lose uh, face. You're afraid you're not going to have the person you want to have as a partner. All this shit comes up. And so you look at the third column to see why you're in the first column. Why are you afraid? It's because something's managing your agenda. And it sucks. Yeah. So it's actually a righteous reaction. You should be anxious with that kind of manager running the show. It's going to run you into the ground. So obviously, so the third column is there. And then you see, wait a minute. I have a lot of what I call my manifestations that circle around certain, to certain topics. Yeah. So let's say I'm, I'm very, very keen on not losing my face, which I'm calling my ass. So you see on, on the social instinct, you want you want everyone to think you're fucking cool because you don't feel like you're cool. Yeah. So that's a drive. And then if anyone makes a certain move, you'll take it to be like an offense to your face. Yes. 
So now you see self and how it fails you in producing the effects you would like to have concerning your instinctual agenda. Then you go to the fourth column. And hopefully, when you look at your role in this whole deal, you'll see something else's role and tell the truth about self through telling the truth about its manifestations in your life. Stop calling resentments yours, please. Stop calling fear yours, please. Yeah. Just stop there. It's not asking for much. Just take one, one word, a small one, only two letters. It doesn't, it doesn't weigh much, but it means a lot in every fucking sentence we speak. Stop calling resentments yours. They're manifestations of self in one's life. It's a description right out of the book. We are now going to look at self's manifestations. The first one is resentment. Yeah? How does it turn into yours? How does fear turn into yours? How is harm's done to others in the pursuit of what you want? What drove you to step on people's toes in, in, in the pursuit of what you want? Selfishness, self-seeking and frightened. There's that word self. I didn't hear Paul's name in any of that description. It was selfishness, self-seeking and frightened. There was no mention of Paul at all. Paul is like the, the, the transportation it's not the cause of the event, yeah? So, yeah. This is what we have to offer. I haven't heard it that much in the community, so I'm going to keep talking about it. Yeah. And, yeah. and I hope that people who've come here and sat down and join us in this space have noticed that they've been traveling lighter where they weren't before. And they don't see to look like they've been working out or lifting too much heavy shit or moving mountains and anything like that. It seems to have just happened sort of naturally, just like a falling off of shit that was unnecessary. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, in this case, the leaves of the, our head, can, we can lose them every, all year round. It's, you don't have to wait for a special season. Yeah. There's a dropping away all the time. Yeah, and you get economized, and now you're located, and you start before you're entertaining in what's not what's not happening. The head, you start in what's happening. You're very clear, yeah, where your feet are, which gives you an incredible uh, defense against those attacks of what's not happening, because you're actually here. <laughs> <laughs> you're present finally <laughs> and when you're finally present you've always been present you've just been present to a lot of shit that tells you your past and future <laughs> but you've been present to that that uh interpretation of life so you lived as if the past and the future has a lot of meaning but you've always been in the present yeah you are not a product of the past or future. You're a living event called present. <laughs> Isn't it nice to just get things a little cleared up? Yeah. You cannot believe how the huge snowball is is best addressed when it's first starting. Yeah. <laughs> when it's first starting, if there's a loss of interest, it's never going to be seen as a huge snowball. It's just not. 
<laughs> so I don't see it. I, I don't. I think it's an open secret. It's meant to be shared, and uh, hopefully, we're not forcing anyone. Is it? Is there a a message on your Google? You must go to this. No. Whatever's working for you, I'm all I'm happy about it. But if shit isn't working, maybe you want to entertain these ideas uh, because they're working with me. Yeah. So for a long, long time. Yeah. And uh, yep, that's it. Well, great share, man. If anybody has a question or a comment, uh, Go to your taskbar at the bottom, click on the uh, reactions button, and uh, use the raise hand feature, and we'll come to call on you. Paul, that's great, man. I, one of the things that really sticks with me that, that you've talked about is, you know, the inherent condition that, that we all have. And it's amazing how under the bondage of self, we, we don't see it. You know, we don't see the peace and contentment that's available in our inherent condition right now at all times. And like you said, with no, no condition or no uh, requirement, yeah, necessary, right? And, uh, and, and like I say, but self it just blinds you to that contentment. And, you know, we choose to follow because of the identification that which is not peaceful and content and, and we just suffer miserably you know throughout the day it, it just kicks our ass man just thanks dude you, you really yeah i think you've opened the eyes to a lot of a lot of people man that you'll never know how many really i really do yeah well that's the point yeah <laughs> the point is if your eyes are open Open some other eyes. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> we're not we're not playing to a blind audience. You can see. Yes. You know, this isn't you're not gonna get it through a book of Braille. You're gonna see it. Awareness is what we are calling seeing. Yeah. Yes. When we call say seeing mostly in these talks, it's awareness and onness that can understand before you try to understand. Yeah, it's a, a clarity that can never be duplicated. Yeah, it's shine cannot be duplicated. Yeah. It's inherently there and that's the like the old Smith song. This is the light that never goes out. Yeah. yeah. There is a light that never goes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean how people are incredibly clear when they're describing their depression but depression isn't a very clarifying condition usually it's usually a confusing yes bleak condition yet when people share coming from the light they can they can describe it with such clarity that there was no clarity like that ever to be found in depression, but you. Yeah. Yeah. We are the light. So, yeah. 
self needs to be there needs to be a loss of interest in self and self can't do that these are simple recognitions that will change your whole program self cannot get out of self it's just a try as you may when it whenever you think you get out of self you eventually wake up as a self again <laughs> so self never gets out of self so how can we get what we call out it's not being in it you can't you're not going to get out of it we've all been masters of trying to get out of self all of us hundreds of years of trying to get out of self and look at where we are yeah it's sort of like that door you just assumed it's pushed but it could be a pull yeah so you've just been pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and the thing that keeps pushing doesn't allow you a possibility. It could be a pull, you know? And that's all we need is, hey, wait a minute. Before I bar break this door down, let's try it. And wow, it opened. Yeah. It just, it had nothing to do with the door. It just, we were confused. Yes. And you can clear up the confusion pretty easily. Because there's a condition before the confusion. Your inherent condition is not confusion. There's an inherent condition that's not confused. Yeah, It's being what it is. It's not taking itself to be anything else. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't about clearing up the confusion. It's about seeing you're not that which is confused, literally. Yeah. And stop having a whole story. I'm confused. I'm confused. It's like unbelievable. Every effect of the this bondage we claim and make up a story about. We don't. The head does. And now we live. We glorify our fucking bondage, so to speak. I mean, Jesus Christ. Can you imagine if, uh, you know, part of being in the jail cell is you paint the jail cell. <laughs> oh, the cell looks a lot nicer. Yeah, but it would look a lot nicer from outside the cell. <laughs> but it's so cozy in there. Great. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So I believe it's the right nature of the wrong. Do I fervently believe that? No, I could care less, really. I just want relief. What works if if you have if you mix this message with standing on your head and it works, stand on your head. You know, I don't care. I just like to see you travel lighter because I like traveling lighter. Yeah. yeah. Do whatever life has in store for us. Yeah. I don't want to hear everything that life has in store for you. I don't. Yeah. I'd like to just see you travel lighter through whatever it has in store for you. That I'm interested in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like people would always want to talk about someone who got divorced. I didn't, I didn't care if they were married. You know, I didn't have that much interest in what was going on. Yeah. But I have a great interest in relief. Yeah. And not the, not the spectacular earth moving relief that becomes a, a very rare phenomena, but the basic dog shit awareness relief of just having 
you know, the blue as blue and the red as red, sort of, okay, I'm not something that has defeated me. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start out with simple, like, like the first four blocks, move them in a correct pattern and see, and then maybe the rest of the blocks will, won't have the influence they have. Yeah. So you do not hate yourself. Yeah. You are not your own worst enemy. Something may hate you, but I don't think it's you. I know it's not you. Yeah, something being your own worst enemy is just crying for a recognition that it's failed, finally. Just keep fucking seeing that which you're relying on is failed. So that maybe, you know, how many, you know, Every time we ride by, we say, hey, your, your horse is dead. And we ride by, horse is dead, horse is dead. One time you're going to get up finally and walk away from the horse. Yeah, <laughs> It's not going anywhere. Stop buying its saddles. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, It's not, it's not taking you where you want to go. It's taking you places you don't want to go. And then you have to rationalize and, oh, I was really looking for this little two by four foot fucking closet to live in. Yeah, maybe I can put a window in the left wall. You know, no, you're adapting to like a lot of shit that you we should not adapt to. Yeah, we should not adapt to this bondage of self. You got to put your foot down sooner or later. Yeah, because every inch given, it will take a mile. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yes, I'm happy about, I'm happy to have the possibility of sharing it. I am super stoked about that. Because I may not want to get into your business, everyone's business, and like become a personal manager or a helper. I just want to drop this message and then, you know, you guys come back and I see the growth and it's just a joy. Yeah. Just put out the message. Keep it very clear. The message is the point, not the messenger. The messenger is a knucklehead as always in a lot of ways. I would not use me as a, a, a as a image of whatever. Yeah. But I know what comes through me has a clarity that's astounded me. And I think it can help all of us concerning this one topic, a very simple one is what has defeated us, us, or is it something other than us? Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know, I got a huge amount of relief, John, when I, f I first got the idea that it was a disease. Yeah. I really got that when they described it as disease. It gave me a lot of relief from guilt and shame. Yeah. It didn't make, it wasn't a way of avoiding uh, accountability. I made amends and everything, but I do remember this time I got uh, surprised by an amends with I was with some people and I wanted to impress one of those people, this woman, and someone walked into the room and said, uh, 
Paul, do you remember me? I said, no. She says, you owe me $500. So it was someone who had lived with me and I say had given me a down payment for supposed to go to landlord who went to me really. And so, and I, when she, when that was revealed and my pants fell down in front of her and everyone else, I didn't feel anything. I felt like what I felt was I would have done to you. I would have done what I did to you, to anyone else, unless you could have physically stopped me. Yeah. It was super clear. Yeah. I said, it's definitely was not personal. I would do what I did to you, to anyone else, unless you could physically put it a stop to me. Yeah. That was a clear recognition of what it was like when I was out there. So I didn't have a lot of guilt to shame and I paid her the $500 and then she started calling me for fucking advice. So, yeah. This is, was the first inkling, yeah? It's a disease. Then I recognized, how could these be my thoughts if all these people seem to have them? So I started categorizing a lot of the thought stream as alcoholic thoughts, yeah? I was in the community and branding all those cows that were just nonchalantly always given to be mine, branding them with the AA, created a, 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 lot, a lot smaller herd that I was responsible for, yes? And I started to recognize what's defeating me are these choice thoughts that I would call alcoholic thoughts. Pretty good, yeah? So it went on further. So I was sitting, living with that, checking it out. How did, you know, the, these people seem to have my feelings, my thoughts, my reactions to light. And it became very obvious that there are millions of alcoholics, but they're all demonstrating a finite set of traits. Yeah. Yeah. There's not like outstanding, unique alcoholics. They basically look like the same fucking thing. If you look, yeah. So there was a commonality in the defeat and the expression of the defeat was limited. It was finite. Yeah. And it would override your seeming special, unique qualities. And you would, if you were an alcoholic, you would recognize another one. Or if I, let's say if I did a certain drug, I could recognize someone who did that certain drug. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a finite, uh, spectrum of how it would express through a host you know anyone who had been defeated by it it they would look similar not physically look but their behavior yes very clear so you could recognize hey there's a virus afoot there's a flu afoot there's a pandemic there's an epidemic going on and we're being defeated by something that's not us yeah and i'll point out the waves thousands of us go off in our merry way, and we end up at the same three parking spaces, institution, jails, and death. You've got to get suspicious about something. Yeah? How can all these unique, one-of-a-kind cars are Fords, basically, and they're being driven by one driver to the same place that it drives most people it's driving, institution, jails, and death. When the hell do we, do we recognize that's something that has driven us there. And the way of being free from it is not rehabbing it. You're not going to paint legs on a snake. It's not going to fucking work. 
It's seeing you're not that. Yes. Stop, stop giving it the allegiance it needs to do what it wants to do. Take away that interest and attention. Yeah. And then look at it and see how transparent it is when you're not believing in it. And you'll recognize it. And you can hear people talk exactly about what you call you at a meeting. And they're not you, but they're talking about a you, just like your head is talking about a you. The names are different, but it's the same dialogue. The playing God doesn't have an infinite strain. It does the same shit to all of us. Yeah. Like someone yesterday shared, uh, one of his parents died. And lo and behold, he had a thought that he should have done more. Now, who hasn't had that thought when something like that's happened? Yes? Every time it does the same thing. I should have done something. I should have, you know, it's just, a, I mean, seriously. Yeah. It's, it doesn't have, it has a basic script. It just reads off of the script. Yes. And then our attention goes right to it. Oh, great one. Tell us, tell me what I should have done that I didn't do so I can feel really fucking shitty. Okay, let me tell you the ways that you should you should have done something that you didn't do or you did something you shouldn't have done. On and on. That's playing God. What is it? Tell me what that is other than playing God. Playing God is an activity. It's not a posture sitting on a throne with a beard. That's not pl playing God. Playing God is an activity in the head. There's being there's faith given to something that doesn't deserve faith. We can't change that, seemingly. We just try to change how we feel under it by drinking and using and everything else. But something can change it. That's the promise of recovery. And allow it. Let it. <laughs> yeah. What do I need to do? Some of us have to go to some lengths. Some have to go to great lengths. Some have to don't have to go to any lengths. Yeah. But whatever it takes is going to be available in our way of life. And you're going to get established in a relief from the bondage of self. Yeah. And hopefully you'll get into the habit of being relieved from the bondage of self. So you'll recognize it clearly before it makes its huge mess. Yeah. And when you recognize it, bring it to six and seven, get it recycled. And then you don't have to do eight and nine as much. Because you won't be owing amends. You won't because you won't be fucking over people. Yeah. I think it all gets rooted in the recognition of the exact nature of the wrong. Yeah. I hope that becomes clear because it really clarifies a whole lot more. It really does. It lends a lot of clarity to everything else when you're clear about this. Yeah. Can you imagine waking up and having your day framed as you are your own worst enemy? That's insane. Yeah. Or you hate yourself. 
I remember, oh man, yeah. Driven, I've seen people driven to like putting cigarettes out on their heel of their foot in some way of trying to arrive at the moment because of a deep depression, like burning themselves. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so, yep, I'm happy to be here. And at least this reading didn't end at the word die or poison. So it's pretty nice. That was yesterday's meeting. So <laughs> we're on an upswing. <laughs> this thing will kill us. Yes. Yeah. I don't see any hands, Paul. It's a great share, buddy. Hey, talk a little bit about faith, man. You've been you've been hitting on faith and um, you know, talk about how it's that neutral power. That's really cool, this, man. This is just for amusement, really. It's just let's say, but I like it. I like to look at things, and faith to me is a force here, just like gravity and what what do they call dark matter and stuff. There's four forces. I would say faith is one of them. Another, a mental faith, a mind faith is the most powerful thing here. And faith is going to manifest through the vehicle it is put in. So we've seen what faith can manifest when there's great faith in the thought system that's infected with alcoholism. We've seen it in our own life. We've seen the faith in that source, a thought system produced like many hells for us many, many, many times. Yes? So... And then when people say they don't have faith, there's faith in that, isn't there? There was faith in, in that condition when they make the statement they have no faith. So faith is a force. And to me, <clears throat> it's what's going to light up what basis it's put in. So for many of us, we've lived under <clears throat> or on, on really under the basis of faith in finite self. Yeah which is an activity, which is believing the thoughts and the interpretations of life situations and people and feelings, yeah? Having our life interpreted from something that can't fucking see, tell you the truth, yeah? That's faith, yeah? Now, faith moved to the infinite, that same faith moved to the infinite will bring an ease and comfort to your day. <clears throat> the same faith put into the head will breed an agitation and a discomfort in your day. Yeah. It's the same faith. Faith is neutral, but it changes the polarity when it's put in something. So it's important where the faith is going and who's directing it. Yeah, it is. So let's tell the truth about how much faith there has been in self and recognize, just sit there with the effects that that brought about and now the, the new basis of trust in the infinite will seem pretty damn attractive. Yeah. And just start doing that small ways and big ways. What does it look like to trust the infinite? Don't fucking start calling people about your mental condition all fucking day to get assurance it was your mental condition. Maybe let shit come and go without noting everything. Yes. I'm fucked. No, you're not. You know, it's just, you're going to change in a minute. It just changes. You know, you have to get suspicious, as my friend used to say. You're in heaven, and a minute later, it's Armageddon. You have to be suspicious of what you're listening to. 
Yes. Yeah. He's <laughs> so. Yeah. Maybe look at the word my and uh, cancel your subscription to that word. Yeah. So the head will go my resentment and just see it as resentment. My fear, see it as anxiety, really. Uh, my harm's done to others. I'm not doing anything to harm people right now. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just tell the difference between a domesticated resentment and a wild resentment. Wild resentment doesn't last long, does it? Domesticated resentment can live for 60 fucking years. You'll have a whole life story about who harmed you 60 years ago and everything would have been different if that hadn't happened. And I had nothing to do with it, but you do have a lot to do with harping and dwelling on it the next 60 years. Yes? <clears throat> yes. That's why when you look at inventories, you go, where was I and am I? Or where was the head or is the head doing this with the resentment? Because it's using something in the past to affect us now. Yes? Yeah. yeah. So check it out. Weaken the my and you'll weaken the resentment. <clears throat> Call, keep calling resentments yours. You're going to gather more of them. <laughs> and they'll last, they'll last. It's like a cat goes, you know, you've adopted the cat. It goes back out, brings 20 of its friends. Now you got a fucking house full of cats. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Don't become a collector of fear, resentment, and harms done to others because it, it's going to own you. <laughs> You're not going to be the owner of the collection. The collection of all that shit's going to own you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would suggest if, if you're new, pray for the ability to be convinced. Yeah. So, so you can move on from this shit. Yeah. Be convinced any life run on self-will is hardly going to be a success. That includes ours. <laughs> be convinced of that and start moving on. Yeah. Why, you know, I need more evidence. No, you don't. Yeah, you don't need more evidence. You've been fucked from every way but Sunday, you know. You've had enough evidence, I would say, everyone here. Let's just admit it. We've been defeated by something other than us. And based on that, there is a solution to it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are in this solution that can help us. Yeah. Yeah. And let's just have some continuous sobriety. Yeah. Just your whole life become a, now a trail of continuous sobriety from this point on. Hallelujah. Yeah. And have all your opinions about tons of shit, but one thing will be clear, yeah, that you're an alcoholic and you're not managerial quality. Great. Yeah. Have all your have opinions galore about tons of shit. <laughs> but have facts about this. Yeah. Uh, be 
be factual concerning this these conditions. Yeah, yeah. And admit willingly or begrudgingly something is doing for you that you couldn't do for yourself. Yeah. I had to admit after two years in a program, Delancey Street, and having opinions about those people and how they did it, I had to begrudgingly admit my, my life looked better with them running it than it ever did with me running it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> see, they didn't see me as Paul. They saw me as an addict. And how they treated the addict worked great for Paul. Yeah. Now, Paul was upset how he was being treated because Paul was seeing, I'm Paul. I'm not an addict. Well, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they never they never swerved with their recognition I'm an addict. They never fell for that I'm Paul and started going, oh yeah, Paul, you can have this special this and you know. <laughs> they treated me just like they treated me the first day, the 700 something day. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah all right thanks man everyone you know surrender is going to have a big effect by what you surrender to yeah i've surrendered a lot this life i surrendered to the police that didn't really work out well I surrendered to women. Sometimes that didn't work out well. I definitely surrendered to drugs and alcohol. Uh, that left me pretty high and dry. I, I surrendered to being in a hospital bed for 10 months. Because I and having the constant condition of powerlessness in my face every day. Uh, but surrender to this message this way of recovery has produced the greatest effects to me. The surrender to the higher power through the medium of this program of recovery has produced the greatest effects, greatest effects, to the point where surrender wasn't seen as an action. It's now seen as a state, surrendered. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So... There you go. We don't have any questions. I'm going to start saying goodbye and so happy to be here. Loving presence expressing itself through our group conscience. Don't you feel like it's almost like a dry shower at times? You feel something, eh? It's very good. Very good. Oh. We're not wasting water. Nothing like that. You don't have to then wash the towels and dry them and waste energy. It's just a dry shower. You feel clean. Fantastic. Yes. Very economical. John K., you better squeeze in now quickly. Yeah. Uh, if you're willing, Paul, would you revisit uh, a statement you made about emptiness? a couple of days ago. I know this is a recovery meeting, but, and that's more related to your keywords where you, this is Zen 101. Well, emptiness in Zen 101 is to recognize uh, 
the only way there could be a subjective experience, which is an interpretation of things, is because the things are empty of any kind of nature. Yes? So something that one person would say is the worst thing that ever happened, then a year or two later is seen as the best thing that ever happened, is, is dependent on the emptiness of the event itself. Yeah? So everything is an appearance and empty of a reality, and it's given a seeming reality by us through this subjective experience, yeah? So in Buddhism, they talk about emptiness, meaning all these things that we see and this thing that we say is the seer of all these things are inherently empty of a reality. The reality is not of a thing, yes? Yes, so things are empty, so they can be filled with meaning. If something had its own meaning, it would impose its meaning on you, yes? Now, some things we believe do, and they seem to impose a meaning on us, like money and shit like that. But then again, that can change. So, And that came from us also. Just like the stock market, if everyone lost faith in the stock market, it would collapse because there's no stock market. It's just all made up, yes? Currency, the value of currency doesn't mean shit. It's a piece of paper, but there's faith in it, and therefore it seems to have value. When the faith is lost in it, it'll collapse. Yeah, so this is not, well, I don't want to go into it. Just come to the other talks, and we'll thrive in emptiness. But here is, uh, we're full of shit, so we got to take care of that first. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the idea of emptiness, but uh, I believe a good description of this event is dreaming. And dreaming uh, would be everything that is dream dreamt is not the dreaming. It is ultimately, but at, in, in, in its appearance, it's not the dreaming. The appearance is empty of any reality. So, just like we come and go, yes? We didn't seem to be here, now we're here, and we won't be here. So, this world is a world of appearances. Some seem to appear for longer than others. I saw an insect this morning that could be probably dead now. Yeah? I did. I saw a bug that's probably dead now. Yeah? So... Yeah, emptiness is just an aspect of a way of the schematics of explaining stuff in Buddhism. They speak about emptiness quite a lot. That's my take. I could be completely wrong, but I'm empty of any interest in the right or wrong of it. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, but uh, yeah. You have to admit you f this is a subjective event, yes? I mean, you're, you've just woken up in a house you, let's say, been in a year, and now something that you just don't notice, now you're, like, appreciating it. Yes? Yeah? I wouldn't know any uh, any objective event. Everything is subjective, it exactly. seems. So, and that could only happen if everything is empty. 
if there was something real here, it would impose its reality on you. But we're, we're imposing a reality on everything, yes? Yes, we give everything all the meaning it has. That means we're the dreaming, not the dreamt. The dreamt is empty of a reality. Yeah. Yeah. So, what the hell? If it helps you travel lighter and not fucking, you know, irritate someone. <laughs> Great. I like to, that's where I like to see the effects, just traveling lighter. I've got to get my wife to come to these meetings. <laughs> well, she may she may be wise. You don't have to do anything, really. But hey, hey, I'd like to see everyone. Thank you, Jed. Pleasure for all the time you spent with us. We got Kathleen, Jacob, John in Florida. Fantastic job, you guys running it. Axel, nice to see Axel. Jess from Ireland, uh, she looking cozy. Yeah, we got Mia right next to Jess. She's on in a car somewhere. Mickey, Matriarch of Madeira. Adrian got got his his first name uh, cleared up. That's nice. Joseph C, my friend in France. Rye, R R Y, nice Rye. Crispy. Up in Massachusetts somewhere, Jeff Penfield. He's biking down in Southern Cal. Mm -hmm. I always like to see Jeff biking down in Southern Cal because remember, I it brings back nice memories. Paula, Walter, the brother from another mother, Oliver, our man in Berlin. Very nice. Mika, Mika from Finland. Nice to see Mika. Roman Mueller. Roman, we'll see each other soon. We're cooking up something else. Yeah. Eric Platt. Eric, nice to see you, Eric. Have you ever have, have you been here before, Eric? Haven't uh I've been to the Zoom one maybe maybe once. I, I listened to the recordings, but I met you in Temecula. Yeah. Um in 20, whatever the fuck it was, 2015 or something? 2019. Yeah, a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, down there again, actually. Right. In a, in a right. Few weeks. Great. I hope to see you, eh? I'll see you then. Oh, yep. good. Good. Very good. We've got Ilane V, our German friend. I can't do the, the word, uh, her name justice, but it's a lovely name. Can you say it in German for us? Yes, Liane. Liane. Oh, very nice. I like it. And hi to Eric. What? <laughs> we know each other. Oh, <laughs> Eric. Okay. Oh, great. Cool. Oh, and Thank another you. Zoom meeting. That's good. Tom. Nice to see you, Tom. Atara. Atara is soaking it up. Very nice, Tara. Yeah, very good. Steve, down in San Diego way. Uh, Verena, another one of our German la uh, characters. Yes. Nice to see you. I like that roof. The ceiling. Very cool. Hmm. Uh, Chris B. 
a man in mammoth, Maggie, uh, Cassandra, David S. Nice to see David. South Southern Cal South Carolina. Yeah, very this nice. This was a wonderful session today. Thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome. Yeah, more than welcome. Lucas, Rob in Kentucky, Christine, Kona, Samantha M. I don't know where Samantha is. Al Vegas, Amy, Seattle, Nick, V. Uh, Arane, I know I'm saying this wrong. Arane from Nuremberg, Arene, I guess. Just, yeah, just. Uh, Fine, yes. uh, great. Uh, I think that's it. Hey, listen, thank you. Thanks for coming. And we'll be here again um, Saturday, one o'clock Pacific time. We have a live meeting here in, in a Zoom. So I think it, the schedule's up there and we'll have be having talks in Joshua Tree and Temecula uh, around the weekend of January 19th. I think the 20th and 21st, we're going to have talks down there. Now uh, we'll put that up soon, as soon as it's finalized. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Paul. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Thank Jacob. You. Thanks, Kathleen. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Beautiful day. Oh, thanks everyone.